when you look at the financial strategies that work and the most successful people in the world, they look for control and they look for cash flow. Those are the two attributes that are the most important. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. I'm excited you guys are here. You know, just to kind of give you a little background on myself. I know Caleb just introduced me, but um, I used to be the head of business development for one of the top IUL companies in the country. Left there, really realized that whole life insurance was more of my passion because of my beliefs about the importance of financial structure in people's lives and become a, a, a huge believer that a properly designed whole life insurance policy at some point in time should be a foundational component of every person's financial life if you want to live the most efficient financial life possible. And so I wrote my book, Cash Flow Hacking, because of the fact I'm a big believer that you know, rather than getting stuck on the hamster wheel working for 40 or 45 years to reach financial freedom, i.e. retirement, we can do it much more fast, much more efficiently. We can have more control over our results. And this is something that Caleb, Caleb and I really, really connect on. And I love how he's taken the and asset and broken it down, made the concept of understanding whole life insurance as an asset and kind of changed the conversation because a lot of people think of whole life insurance as a either or product. Like, why would I put money over here when I can go invest it in the stock market earning a higher percentage, right? Like it makes no sense. Well, if that's how you're thinking, you're not really understanding how the strategy works and what Caleb has done an amazing job with the and asset book is explaining that it's not an either or conversation, it's an and conversation and all an and asset does, i.e. a properly designed whole life insurance policy does, is to increase the financial efficiency in your life. And the reason I'm a believer in it is because there's a couple things that happen. Is, is human behavior, I'm gonna just write this down because it's a big one. Human behavior is one of the biggest challenges when it comes to people reaching the, their desired financial results. You can look at any statistic out there that, you know, that, that shows what the actual real returns are inside of people's IRAs and 401ks. Go, just go Google it. It's really mind-blowing how poor the performance is, right, in these people's actual performance. I'm not talking about what the S&P 500 did. I'm not talking about what the Dow Jones has actually done. I'm talking about what the real performance inside of real life accounts is doing, not because of the poor performance of the markets, even though those are worse than most people think, but because of the human behavior behind it, because we have to perform poor. Because here's the bottom line, I look at it this way, is that the market is cyclical, right? It goes up and it comes down, it goes up and it comes down, it goes up and it comes down. And so every eight to 12 years, we know that we're gonna go through these cycles. I mean, look through it, we're experiencing it on a regular basis. And so we know that this happens, right? So what we also know is that the market line is gonna trend in an upward direction over the long time, over the long term. The real opportunity in the world, in the economy, the, there's this growing gap, and I don't think anybody's gonna argue it, there's a growing gap between the wealthy and the middle class, and everybody that I know acknowledges it. The question is not if it's happening, it's why is it happening, and how can you participate in the wealth creation side of it instead of the side that's getting squashed down? And so the answer to that is more wealth is created in these down cycles in these times, in these times, 
than any other time in history. And so what we need to be thinking about is financial structure to be able to be prepared for these times. So we need to be prepared for emergency and opportunity. And that is the biggest thing. The, the passion point that I'm really excited about right now is if we know that these are gonna happen every eight to 12 years, why get on the hamster wheel, buy and hold and wait for 40, 45 years, cross our fingers and just hope it's gonna work out when 95% of the people are reaching retirement and not able to maintain their standard of living. How much sense does that make? It makes no sense at all. Why are we not planning on this since we know and we have a history of hundreds and hundreds of years of this is, this is the, the behavior that the markets go through. This is the cyclical nature of the markets. And so, the, you know, so when, you, when you look at that, this is why I've become in all my research, all my time, all my conversation, all my relationships with hyper successful people, they all think about cash flow. And what the reason I love and wrote my book, Cashflow Hacking, and love the and asset is because of the fact when you look at the financial strategies that work and the most successful people in the world, they look for control and they look for cash flow. Those are the two attributes that are the most important. Now, there are other things that, that, that also come into play, but those are the number one and number two things that they're looking for, probably control first and then cash flow, right? And so... When, when we're thinking about that, what are assets that we can put our money into to help us create more cash flow? Well, I'm a big believer we need to, before we even get to the conversation of how do we create cash flow, it's how do we put ourselves in a position to take advantage and set ourselves up with cash flow? And that's about financial structure. And I'm a big believer also that the biggest lie, the biggest myth that's being told in the financial industry is the younger you are, the more risk you can take. And while I understand the sentiment to that statement because let's face it if you're 25 and you lose everything that you have you've got more time to make up for it right that's fair but if we understand that compounding is one of the greatest wonders of the world in the financial industry what do we need to take advantage of compounding we need time consistency and contributions right like that's what we need and we need to have no losses and so when we take on more risk that's essentially saying we're increasing our chance of loss and this is the only place in the world that we we say the greater chance to increase your likelihood of reaching your goals is to increase your chance of failure, right? It just makes no sense. And so what, what I'm a big believer of is saying we need to save first and we need to save with the intent of investing. And when we go to invest, we don't want to go and invest in things that are not creating cash flow, that we're losing control of our money, putting it in things like 401ks and IRAs and stuff of that nature. What we wanna be doing is we wanna be putting it into assets that create cash flow, stuff like real estate, stuff like businesses, you know, and there's a lot of things. I mean, a lot of different types of assets that you can put your money into that will create cash flow. Figure out what your skills, your knowledge, your abilities, you know, are that, that are gonna help you get there, and you can kind of scale with it as it goes. But the bottom line is what we need to be thinking about first and foremost is thinking about like, what is that foundational framework that you need to be building off of, off of to be able to start a cash flow investing plan? Because now think about it this way, and this is why I'm so powerfully uh, uh, in alignment with this. So think about it this way. I'm a big believer the human brain is only going to allow you to put 100% of effort into something that you believe with 100% certainty you're going to succeed with, period, right? I mean, just think about that. There's a great book called The Ant and the Elephant. It's all about the power of the subconscious mind versus the conscious mind. And the whole concept is when our subconscious is active, there's four billion neurons a second that are firing. When you use your conscious mind, you're at about two million neurons. And so it's the equivalent of an ant versus an elephant. And imagine, just take the visual of an ant riding on top of an elephant, 
thinking it's going to steer that elephant. The elephant doesn't even know it's there, right? Like it's, it's like not even as big as a flea, right? And so what happens is we make $100,000, right? If, like in this example, so what is that? That's like 8,300 bucks a month-ish, right? And so subconsciously, this is our reality. This is what we know. This is what we feel. But the problem is that when you, when you think of inflation and all the components that go into uh, the characteristics and variables that you have to think about for a financial plan. Let's say we assume a 3% inflation. Well, 3% every 24 years, that money's going to double. So let's say you have a 45-year plan, 100,000 goes to 200,000 goes to 400,000. So if you're thinking about this and you're making 100,000, let's just say you're 20. Like I know that's a big number, but 45 years from now, you're going to need 400,000 just to that number, right? Like it's a, it's a, it's an astronomically high number compared to what people are thinking about. But the crazy part is if you think about the 4% rule, how much money do you need 4% to get out of that number? It's, it's monstrous. And it's, it's, your subconscious is not even gonna believe that you can accomplish it. And so if you don't believe, you're not gonna put your effort into it. Even if it's a fraction of what the number that you really need that you actually think you have to have, you're not gonna go after it. What you do believe is this $8,300 a month, right? you can wrap your mind around the fact that like, hey, if, if I could take an and asset, right? And if I could start implementing and start a cash flow savings plan, right? And then when I found an opportunity, I could start to invest for cash flow. Maybe it takes a little longer to start, but you know what, I'm a big believer. Sometimes you gotta slow down to go fast, you know? And that is a principle that younger people in this world would be well served to understand and to execute and to implement, right? Because 8,300 bucks a month, we can get there. You may have to not start investing for a couple of years. You may have to save first. You may have to save, you know, 50 to 100K to get started before you start investing. But now once you start investing, you're not gonna go put that money in the market. You're gonna leverage your and asset. You're gonna borrow against it. Never interrupt that compounding because it's there growing on a guaranteed basis. You're leveraging other people's money, the insurance company's money, right? And when you invest, maybe your first investment, you're getting $400 a month. Not huge, but guess what? Out of this 8,300, now you need 7,900, right? You're, ch you're chipping away at it. It's, it. So now what's happening is you believe, and if you believe that you have a chance at succeeding, you're gonna double down and triple down and you're gonna start to really execute on a bigger lever, uh, level. You're gonna take this money, you're gonna pay back your policy loan, you're gonna create this cycle, right? And then you're gonna get your next asset and maybe the next one gets you to $1,000 a month, right? And, and maybe that's year two that it happens. And maybe year three, because of the compounding of all this and how you've been able to create this cycle, maybe you're at like 1,700 per month, right? And so what you're doing is you can see here, why work 45 years to try to save up some ungodly number like $5 million that you probably have no faith in actually achieving 40 years from now when you could just start chipping away at this and having a financial strategy that's going to help you save first, create a financial system in your life that allows you to behave like a good investor. Because remember, human behavior is the biggest challenge because what happens if we go back to the beginning, I just want to go here. What happens is, let's say you're in your 20s and you start taking on too much risk and you're saving and you're investing and you think you're, you're on top of the world because your 401k, your investments have been doing great, your job is great, and then we have a recession like we're coming into. What happens in this moment if you lose your job, 
your asset values go down 30, 40%. And now, because you have no cash flow and you don't have enough savings, now what happens is you have to liquidate all your assets just to survive, pay your mortgage, all this stuff. Now, if, if, if that's the flat line, now you're not starting from here. You have to liquidate negatively performing assets, making it worse. You just lost a decade of your life. You got to start over. That is the problem. That is why people are failing with their money in this world. And so if, we, if we're willing to slow down to go fast, we can be in a situation where you can save first, you build that foundation so you can actually behave like an investor, not a speculator, not somebody who's constantly at risk. That is what the AND asset enables you to do. It enables to make it, it's, it's not a great investment. It's called the AND asset for a reason because while the, the asset itself is not the investment, it's gonna take your other assets and make it better. I was born in 1980. I love the 90s. I, I grew up watching football on Sundays in the 90s and, and there was always a commercial and I don't know why it always stuck in my head, but it was a BASF commercial, right? And the whole stick behind BASF was at BASF, we don't make the products you buy, we make the products you buy better, right? And, and they had all these things. We don't make the paint you use, we make it brighter. We don't make the whatever, we, make, we don't make the fishing line, we make it stronger. We don't do this, we make it this. Like it's, that's what it was. The and asset is not your investment, it just makes your investments better. That's all it is. And if you can really just wrap your head around that and, and, and think about how you can utilize an and asset to build your safe foundation of your financial life, that is your savings alternative, it's gonna enable you to get that investor behavior where you need to be, enable you to implement a cash flow plan that you can believe in, that you can execute, and you can start chipping away. And instead of working for 45 years, you can do it in a much more compacted time frame. And guess what? The, the best part is it all comes down to what the number one attribute every successful person is looking for is control. You are in control of your results. And that is the key to any financial plan. I, I, I think everybody in this country, everybody in this world would be well served to take self accountability for their own results in their life. I'm married. I got three kids. I, I, I think about it like this. There's nothing more important to me than my faith in my family. I, I cannot think of an area that's important in my life that I wanna outsource the success of me being a good husband, me being a good father, me being involved in my community with my business partners. I'm not gonna outsource those most important things to me. Outside of those things, money is the most important thing that we all have in our life because it impacts all those different areas. Yet somehow people are willy-nilly willingly just willing to outsource the success in their financial life and the ramifications of that are, are catastrophic on all these other really important areas of our life. So I think this strategy is gonna give you more control. It's gonna give you more confidence. You're gonna be able to execute in a way that is empowering. And I, what I love about it is it's gonna force you and enable you and help you to become who you need to be to get to where you wanna go. And that's what life is all about. It's part of the journey. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.